0: hallelujah praise God all right amen well uh, today is uh, Sunday uh, no uh, April the 26 2020 glory to God and uh, coming at you live here today my name is brother Joseph glory to God and I'm here to bring forth the words of life to you amen and teach you about the ways of God glory to God the scripture says that the children of Israel knew his acts but Moses knew his ways. And the ways have to do with the character of God and how God operates. And when we can find the operation of God, we can successfully flow with our Father. Amen. And that's the whole thing is that the scripture talks about in Ezekiel 43. I think it's verse 10. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. We're going to pray in a minute. But Ezekiel 43. Amen. Amen. Talking about the ways of God, amen? The ways of God. Mm. Verse 9, he says, Now let them put away their whoredom, and the carcasses of their kings far from me, and I will dwell in the midst of them forever. In other words, get the idolatry out of your life. Thou, son of man, show the house to the house of Israel, that they may be ashamed of their iniquities, and let them measure the pattern. Amen? Amen. Let them measure the pattern of the ways, amen. Scripture says that God told Moses, see that thou build the tabernacle according to the pattern that I showed you on the mount. There's a way of God, amen. And if they be ashamed of all that they have done, in other words, if they come back to the Lord in repentance, show them the form of the house and the fashion thereof and the goings out thereof and the comings in thereof and the forms thereof and all the ordinances thereof, thereof and all the forms thereof and all the laws thereof. And write it in their sight, that they may keep the whole form thereof, and all the ordinances thereof, and do them. This is the law of the house. Amen. Upon the top of the mountain, the whole limit thereof round about shall be most holy. Behold, this is the law of the house. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for your precious word today. Amen. And how you're teaching us your ways. The children of Israel saw your acts. They knew your acts. But Moses, Father, knew your ways. He knew your character, Lord God. He knew how to operate with you. And the reason he could do this because he spent time in your presence, O God. The scripture says, your word says that in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore, amen. Your desire, amen, for us is to learn how to operate with you, Father God. And the only way we're going to do this is to pursue you, seek you early. Go out every day and gather the manna, glory to God, for your family. Gather enough Zoe, amen. Gather the Zoe of God, the life of God for you and your loved ones, amen. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, Father, for this precious hour. I thank you, Lord God, as we stand here in your presence, O oh God, minister in these words of life. Amen. I thank you, Father God, that without faith, it's impossible to please you. And by faith, by, by faith, Father, I believe that I'm in your presence, O oh God. Hallelujah, Father God. I thank you for this precious hour, Lord God, and this precious word, and these understandings, and these principles, and these truths, and these laws, and these fashions thereof, and the forms thereof, glory to God. And how we function and operate, Lord God, in your kingdom, in your house, glory to God. Thank you, Lord God, for this precious opportunity. Thank you, Father, for the brothers and sisters that will be partaking of this bread of life, Father, today and those that will partake in the future, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Glory to God. Well, glory to God, amen. This is Brother Joseph. Glory to God. Today is April the 26th, 2020. Glory to God. And uh, I'm here to bring the words of life to you, amen. And uh, I'm thankful for this opportunity, amen, to share these precious principles and truths. And as I started out here, it says, uh and if they'd be ashamed of their iniquities, the order of first things is that God, <clears throat> God is bringing repentance. Amen. He is requiring all of us, every man everywhere to repent in this hour and repent from all the foolishnesses. We thought we knew about the kingdom of God, and about the ways of God. Amen. All this organized religion and all these systems and all these formats that they've come up with and all this forms of entertainment in the local fellowships. Amen. All this trying to keep the people happy. Don't don't touch them too hard. Don't whip them too hard. Don't speak the words too harshly, you know, all this time, amen, that that the body of Christ has been tuned in to this gospel of self, amen, this gospel of where everything is about me, and if I get offended, I'm going to take my money, I'm going to take my family, and we're going to go to another fellowship, you see, and God is fed up with that stuff, man. He wants his people to come near to him. He's looking for those that are hearing his voice in this hour, that are seeing what he's doing by the Spirit, amen, amen. And the fact of the matter is that strong me belongs to them who are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. In this hour, you can't be looking at things emotionally, amen. You've got to check everything with the Word of God, amen. You've got to see what the Word of God is saying, understand what it's saying, understand what this foundation is saying. As the scripture says of Abram, that he sought for a city whose foundations, amen, and, and whose builder was God. He's looking for that in our lives, amen. That's in uh, Hebrews eleven ten. Let me quote that again. It says, "For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God." Right now, the foundations are being discovered. Amen. Every man that's coming before the Lord, we're discovering what what that man's sort is, what his kind is, and if he hasn't built on the foundation of the if he has not been built, all right, if the body of Christ hasn't been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Amen. Then therefore, the foundation hasn't been built on God. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail. You see what I'm saying? If it's not being built on Jesus Christ, then what foundation is it it being built on? Amen. And it's interesting because I I was approaching, you know, I've been waiting for the Lord and and, and seeking God and and nothing's really been pressing me except that Right now, you know, we're in the season of the law of resurrection, and I'll explain that in a minute as we go on here. But even so, that that God is looking to uh, fulfill His word in the earth, and He's going to use His agents, His me and you, the ambassadors of Jesus Christ, reconciling. Right? Second Corinthians five seventeen. I'm going to go to that because I want to show you this word, reconcile. Amen. The ministry. It says all things are of God. What's it? Oh, I'm sorry. Verse seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. All things are fresh and new. Kainos, amen. Everything is fresh and alive and new in the Lord. You see, this old man, this firstborn, amen, this guy's got to die, amen. Because in the law of resurrection, the scripture says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. You're not going to receive from the Lord in this hour. You're not going to take up what God has planned for his people if you're walking around in pride and arrogance. And the scripture clearly teaches us that they going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness which is of faith. That's in Hebrews chapter 2. Let's go to that one. Verse 2. For the word spoken by angels was steadfast. And every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense, a reward. Amen. All right, let me see here. Mm, I'm looking for a particular verse. Well, let's go to one in Hebrews. I mean, I'm sorry. Well, oh wait a minute, maybe it's three. Amen. Well, the point is, is that as the scripture says, that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Right now, the season that the body of Christ is in, all this time, I mean, Being a part of this organized religion that has no basis and no premise on the foundation of Jesus Christ—in other words, we talk about Jesus Christ, but He doesn't have to be your Lord. It's okay if you're drinking. It's okay if you're smoking. It's okay okay if you're carousing on your husband and wife and sleeping around. Amen. It's okay if you do all those things. Just make sure and come Sunday, you know, come to services when we open the doors and bring your tithes, bring your money. You understand that God is very intent on getting his people out of this mindset. Amen. And he's going to do it through the word and through the spirit. Amen. And he's doing it right now because the voice of the prophets, amen, the voice of those speaking this word, this clear word, amen, this right now word. And that is that God wants every one of us to repent unto the Lord. Examine yourselves. We're going to get into that in a minute, what 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 we're talking about. Examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. Amen. And the scripture I was looking for a while ago is in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. Amen. And it's faith toward God, right? Not faith toward stuff. Alright, so, oh man, this is the law of the house. We're, we're talking about how God operates, amen, and how he's trying to train us and teach us in the way that he operates. So back to Second Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us, reconciled us, to change, to to change, to exchange, to change mutually, that is a, to compound a difference. So God <clears throat> hath reconciled us unto himself, made a difference unto himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given unto us, Amen. Sons of God, daughters of God, the ministry, the diakonia, which means to serve service of reconciliation. Reconciliation is here is the word kata katage, katalage, katalage, which again this word is restoration to the divine favor. Praise God restoration and adjustment and exchange to the divine favor so you were once walking as a dead man to God but now that you've died to yourself you're alive unto God you understand you were walking in your own arrogance and your own pride and your own foolishness you were involved in your own organized religion but now Jesus Christ is teaching his people amen they come out of her come out of Babylon come out of all that confusion you see and that's clearly the voice of God right now. And I see it so clearly. <sighs> Praise God. Amen. The ministry of reconciliation. And this is the same thing. This is what Jesus did, right? He's the pattern. He's the pattern's son. He's the one that we want to model our lives after. And so it says, To it that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So we got the the ministry of reconciliation, and we got the word of reconciliation, the logos of reconciliation. God is teaching his people how to gain divine favor. And it's through grace, through faith, right? For by grace are you saved through faith, amen? So, faith in the word, somebody's got to teach you the word. Somebody's got to break it down for you, amen? And it's all by grace, amen? It's not of my own strength, amen? I couldn't put all this together. It's by the Lord, amen? God is moving in his hearts, in the hearts and the lives of his people. Right now if you listen closely, closely the voice of the sons of God are speaking very clearly in this hour. Many sons of God that are preaching the truth of God and the kingdom of God. Not preaching the organized religion and our system and our ways. And all these dead works that we've been involved in for so many years. All right. So the same word reconciliation there is the ministry of reconciliation the word of reconciliation. And then the script says now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech You by us, beseeches to call you alongside, right? By us, God is calling the people alongside of him by us, by those that are bringing forth the words of truth and the words of life in this hour. Mm. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Glory to God. Be ye reconciled. Again, the word reconciled here is the word to change, to exchange. Again, to change mutually. Change out of that lifestyle that you were a part of Change out of that old man and become the new man in Christ. Amen. For you must be born again, or you cannot even see that it's comprehend, understand. You can't see it. You can't um, understand this realm of God, this law of the house. You can't understand the kingdom of God if you're not born again. I don't care what kind of religion you're a part of. I don't care if you're a Baptist. I don't care if you're a Methodist. I don't care if you're a Pentecostal. I don't care if you're a church of God. I don't care if you're a church in Christ. I don't care if you're a Buddha. I don't care if you're Muslim. I don't care if you're Hindu. It does not matter. You see, every man must come to the repentance of Jesus Christ. They've got to repent in their hearts. Repent means to turn and turn back unto the Lord with godly sorrow. Not because we're being exposed right now. You see, there's two words for repent. One is godly sorrow, metanoia. The other, the other word is metamalomae, which is you turn because you got caught. Have you ever walked in on your children and do something they shouldn't be doing? And then all of a sudden they start telling you, Papa, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, they got caught. That's why they changed. Well, that's not what we want, amen. We want godly sorrow unto the Lord, amen. The church is the E-K-K Ecclesia, E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A, L-E-S-I-A, two times called out. Called out of the world, called unto God. And why are we called unto the Lord? Because God is building us up. God is building up a, a holy spiritual house, amen built on lively stones, amen, a kingdom of priests, the way he always had desired that we might begin the ministry of reconciliation of bringing them all back to the fold of Jesus Christ, amen. Mm. Wow, all right, so let me keep going here now, talking about uh, the ministry of reconciliation, talking about the law of the house, amen, and if the scripture says, and if they be ashamed of their iniquities, amen, If they're ashamed of that, then we can begin the process of bringing forth the right way of God. Then we can begin to uh, show them the form of the house, the fashion thereof, the goings out thereof, the comings in thereof, the forms thereof, the ordinances thereof, the forms thereof, the laws, and write it in their sight. You see? And that's what we're doing. So once we've sanctified ourselves unto the Lord, amen, then we can begin to understand the way of God because without holiness... No man shall see the Lord. You can't see God if you're involved in your filthiness. The scripture says in Exodus 20, and the Lord began to speak to them. Let me go to that real quick. Exodus chapter 20, verse one. And God spake these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which has brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Before me is the word panim, which is my face. I'm so holy, I can't even look, I can't even perceive, I can't even think about perversion. That's how holy God is. And without holiness, no man is going to see and understand and comprehend God. You must be born again and you won't even get to see the kingdom of God. You can't comprehend it, you can't receive it, you can't understand it because first things first, Is You need to accept Jesus Christ and the ultimate sacrifice that He provided for us that is our Father. He gave His only begotten Son that we would not perish. He doesn't want us to perish. Alright? Amen. Now let me read you another scripture in Ezekiel 44. And they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the profane and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. You know what's interesting is that we got all these voices coming at us, man. We got all this these philosophers, right? All these people that are figuring out what's going on, what the president's doing, what the you know, this side is doing, that side is doing, and yet nobody is declaring the kingdom of God. Jesus said, "Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand." The kingdom of God is being presented to you right now even as I'm speaking to you, glory to God. And the voice of the God, the voice of the Father is, "I need my people back, returned unto me." Amen. Whew, man, well, so again, God is very clearly speaking to his people right now, and I want to read something to you, 921 boy, Whew. I thought I was going to be able to cover both lessons, but it looks like it's going to be one today, but that's fine, all right, so <clears throat> in um, Hebrews chapter six, right, and again, this falls right in line, I'm sorry, let's start with verse 5 starting with verse 11, of whom? We have many things. There's a lot of ground that's got to be covered in our lives, body of Christ. As a matter of fact, in, some, in, in most of every respect of all these individuals that have been involved in dead works, God has taken you back to the first principles, according to his word. And of many, verse 11, 5, 11, Hebrews, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. You're dull of hearing. In other words, you're so full of the mixture and overtones and all the world and its philosophies and views and principles, you can't hear the voice of God. You can't hear the voice of his prophets. You can't hear the voice of his teachers. You can't hear the voice of an apostle. You can't hear the voice of evangelism. You can't hear the voice of the shepherd, Jesus Christ, the shepherd and bishop of our souls. You don't understand what the Lord is doing because you're involved in your own thing. <clears> hmm. <throat> Lord of God. So, dull here is sluggish and stupid or lazy. Every man must make a choice. Amen. Who are we going to serve? Amen. Dull of hearing. So, verse 12, For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. You're not going to step into the kingdom of God and walk in the kingdom of God and walk in the ways of your father and understand the ways of your father and understand the laws of the house, the goings in, the comings out, the fashions, of forms, etc., etc., etc. with all that baggage of Babylon, much less the world, right? When we came out of the world, glory to God, the scripture says he delivered you with a strong arm and that's what he's been doing all this time. He's been proving us to see whether we're going to be able to keep his word in any given situation. Examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith, the scripture says. So the examining is to put the spotlight on yourself, man. Put put the word of God on your life. Check your life against the word of God. Am, is my life measuring up to the spirit and truth of the word? Right? Because the scripture says the letter of the law kills, but the spirit gives life. Am I walking around in a bunch of formalities and trying to keep a certain order of form? Or am I walking by the spirit? Am I living by the spirit? Am I hearing by the spirit? You see and and am I and I, am I being desirous of vainglory and am, am I provoking one another envying one another you see what I'm saying God wants us to come out of the world come out of Babylon amen all right so verse 13 for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he's a baby see everyone that hasn't heard and understood what God is doing with his first first principles the oracles it says there It teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God. The oracles is the word Logion, the logos of God. You see, you need milk again because you can't handle the meat. God is trying to bring us to a place, all of us. He doesn't just want one or two, man. He doesn't just want his remnant. He wants everyone to come to the the knowledge of the Lord, amen? And the scripture prophesies that that they shall all understand the Lord. How's he doing it? Through his body of Christ. So again, everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. But strong meat, glory to God, belongs to them who are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. We need to understand the good of God and the evil of Satan. We need to understand this thing. And you're not going to do it if you're responding emotionally to the word of God and the kingdom of God and the ways of God and everything that's going on in this hour. Verse six, chapter six, verse one. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. So see, there's something that we should have been leaving unto. Just like a babe gets prepared, gets trained in his house. Father and mother train him, feed him, clothe him. You see, supply for his life, etc., all his days of his life, sons and daughters growing up. Finally they get ready, now they're ready to go forth. And how do, we de- how do we determine if they're ready? Well, because they're being mature and responsible. You see? Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, number one, faith toward God, number two, doctrine of baptisms, number three, seven baptisms the New Testament teaches us, and of the laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this will what we do if God permits. A few weeks ago, I went to see my brothers in and Marshall, and and, uh, and we recorded some videos, some time, you know, in, in, in a little forum fashion. And uh, I'm getting ready to release the next video once I finish processing it. But, you know, the thing is, is that Brother Jeff was talking about a brother that that, uh, that were that is part of, you know, we're working with them as far as from the house and Brother Jeff and these guys that have went down there to Liberia to help these guys. And understand the kingdom of God and the governments of God, right? And so <clears throat> in that, uh, this brother George he says, Well, I want to get you know, get all these people gathered up and lay hands on all these people and stuff. So, and brother just told him, No, you need to slow down. The scripture talks about lay hands on no man suddenly, right? And you lay hands through one of the things that laying hands is involved in is is ordaining elders in every city and every church. So I see now. What the Lord is doing in all this time he's been processing and getting his sons and daughters ready is that now we're getting into that place where we're going to step into the laying out of hands and begin to bring forth the government of God into the cities and in the fellowships all over the nation and over the world. One by one, glory to God. Two by two as the Lord brings them up. Amen? And then it says, so the laying out of hands, so I'm, I'm letting you know I'm going to be releasing that video and it talks a little bit about that, but I see the wisdom of God is that God's got to do things by his order. As Brother Dwayne prophesied the other night, it's precision. God is very precise in delivering his word and his timing to our lives. Amen? So it says, uh, the laying on of hands and a resurrection of the dead. Amen? Resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. So there's six principles there, six foundational principles. And so now I see that the law of resurrection and what that means Right? I didn't understand this clearly. And now the Lord has begun to reveal this, right? So talking about Jesus said, I am the resurrection, he told Martha, and I am the Zoe. And we're going to get into that scripture in a minute. So the hour of resurrection is the hour of power. Amen. We need to understand what the Lord is doing in this season in this hour and what the preparation has been for. Why have been why have you been preparing me? Why did you separate me unto yourself, Lord? Well, now we're beginning to see and clearly understand that I had a purpose for you. I have a purpose for you, and I have plans for your lives, amen, but you must wait on my timing. The scripture says that that the children of Israel didn't want to wait on the Lord, amen. They refused his, they, they limited the Holy One, and they refused his counsel and would none of his ways. So therefore, God couldn't bring them into the place of inheritance that he had for them, all right? So the scripture says of Jesus, well, first of all, let's see here. John eleven twenty one. 21. Then said Martha, starting verse 21, unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou will ask of God, God will give it to you, right? And we're going to get into that in, in this outline that we're talking about, Mark 11, 23. Oh, man. It's... It, yeah. In this in this grace of being a teacher, glory to God. It's hard for me to go to the next step until I get you to understand the the, the what I just talked about. <laughs> so Mark 11, 23, real quick. And just a principle here that, to teach you that, as she just stated there, that that uh, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou will ask of God, God will give it to you. Well, how in the world is that possible, glory to God? I'm going to show you. Mark 11, 23, For verily I say unto you. Now this is the parable. He's talking to him. Well, Peter said in verse 21, Do you Behold, thou the fig tree which you cursed is withered, right? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Have faith in God. And another way of saying that is have the God kind of faith. Amen. It's not just any kind of faith, it's God's faith. God's faith. Amen. Well, verily I say unto you, that whosoever will say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. That those things which you say shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you. What things soever you desire. when When you pray. Believe and you shall receive them. And you shall have them. And when you stand. Don't pray and forgive. If you have ought against any. That your father also which is in heaven. May forgive you of your trespasses. But if you do not forgive men. Of their trespasses. But if you do not forgive. Neither will your heavenly father forgive you. Your trespasses. You see what I'm saying? There's a principle there, and I and I, and I clearly see now that if we get offended, God is not going to hear us. That's all I'm going to say on that one right now. Now, going back to 11:23 here. For verily I say. The first word say here is lego. Lego means a set course, a discourse, a set purpose and plan of steps, if you will, a set course, a discourse. So I'm legoing unto you. I lego for verily. I lay go unto you, that whosoever shall say, Epo, means to state something, unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not diacono. there's two words for, for doubt, diacono and distazo, Diacrono is you pause and you hesitate, you have a second thought, distazo is that, you're going on a certain path in the Lord, and all of a sudden now, you're at a place, you're at a place where you don't know which way to go, and you make, and, you, and because you're doubting again, so it says, but shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he apples. Amen. So he shall have. So that that believes those things which he say is again the word lego, which is to say or speak to affirm, to maintain, to mean something. I meant that. I, let me restate that. I'm gonna. I'm saying it. I'm gonna re um, reemphasize it. A set discourse. You see. So but shall believe that those things which he legos, set course discourse, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he epos. You see? And so she told Jesus, I know that even now, whatsoever you will ask of God, God will give it to you. God's going to give it to you because you understand faith toward God. And you understand when you speak that word of God, amen, you're speaking forth and laying forth the discourse of what you're intending to come to pass. That's why when you pray, Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe, and the word believe here, to think, to be true, to be persuaded of, you see, to of, to to credit, to place confidence in, to credit the word, to place confidence in the word, and the word of God is God, the word of God is Jesus Christ, amen, you're playing, placing confidence and trust and reliance in the word of God, you see? To have faith, Amen, to credit by implication to entrust. You see? So, but shall believe that those things which he legos shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he epo's. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe, have confidence and trust in the word that you're believing for, and that believe that and you shall lumbano take in order to use, and you shall have them. Alright, so that's just a little sidebar right there because, again, talking about the law of resurrection, right? She says unto him, she saith, Jesus said unto her, verse 23 in John 11, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in, again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection, Martha. Amen. And the Zoe... Amen, the life of God. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Now, let me ask you a question. Can something be resurrected from the dead if it's not dead? No. You cannot resurrect something if it hasn't died. You see what I'm saying? The first things first is you've got to die to yourself. This is why Jesus taught us, you must deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. If you don't die to your own visions, your own plans, your own dreams, your own hope, your own aspirations. If you don't exchange that for me in this hour, said the Lord, then you're not going to be a part of the law of resurrection. You're not going to be a part, as the scripture says, of the doctrine of baptism, the laying on of hands and of the resurrection of the dead. You're not going to come forth in this hour because you've been alive all this hour. Jesus said in John twelve twenty through 32, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. If you willingly die to yourself, if you willingly die to the organized religion, if you willingly die to Babylon, if you willingly come out of her, said the Lord, then you're going to be bringing forth much fruit because you're dying to yourself. Now is the judgment, verse 31, 12, John. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. What does that mean, cast out? Cast out of what? Cast out of your life because you're gaining ground, amen, on all the, the time that the enemy has taken the land, your land, your heart, your life. In other words, by injecting his perversion and his corrupted seeds in your life, now all that is being thrown out. Now you come out of, from, a, from the authority of Satan unto the authority of Jesus Christ. The word cast out of word my life because I have chosen to die. There is nothing in me. The prince of this world comes, as Jesus said in John 1430 and finds nothing in me because I'm dead to myself. You can't resurrect someone that's alive. Body Christ. You cannot be resurrected if you are not dead. You cannot be exalted if you are not dead. You cannot be promoted if you are not dead. And I'm saying promoted in the kingdom of God. I'm not talking about the world and their fashions and the forms of the world and the forms of Babylon. Go through the courses, go through the classes, you'll get a pastoral you know, tag, you'll get a certificate, you'll get a license. Now I know that that's necessary for the world as far as governments, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the ways of God and the kingdom of God here. You will not be promoted if you are not dead. That is humble yourselves. You cannot be elevated if you are not dead. Scripture says in Galatians in James 4, 6 through 7. Man. Oh, this is the last one. Then I got so much more, but I'm gonna I want to get to this outline. In James chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. The scripture says that God resists the proud, the one who is alive and not dead to himself. Resist the proud. But God gives but gives grace to the humble. But he's but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, this word saith is Lego, a set discourse with a purpose. God resisteth the word anti anti which is to range, to range and battle against. God resisteth. You set, you're setting yourself up against God. You're battling against the Lord, man. To oppose yourself. You're opposing yourself. You're proud. But he gives grace. God resists the prophet, but gives grace karis, unto the humble. The humble is the one that does not rise far from the ground. Metaphorically, as a condition, lowly of low degree, humble. Have a low opinion of yourself, man. Don't think yourself more highly than you should. Because in that hour, when he brings you the, the elevation, when he brings the resurrection, amen, when he brings the promotion, if you're alive, guess what? You're gonna think it's you, you're gonna think the glory is you, man. Look what I accomplished. We must humble ourselves in this hour, man. And I like this this next part here. <clears throat> Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. The word flee is the word fuego, which is to flee away, to shun, to run away, to shun from you. So if anything we want to be shunned, we want to be shunned of the devil. In other words, the devil doesn't want you coming around because you're gonna bring forth the kingdom of God to the people that you encounter, amen. So, in other words, I want to be shunned of the devil. Devil, amen. Let me get a drink here. Woo! Mm. Shun of the devil, amen. Hmm. Alright, one more thing. Luke chapter 21, 25. You know, we need to understand the ways of God. Amen. what did he do when he brought Egypt? I mean, the children of Israel out of Egypt. What was his purpose in that, right? What was he trying to accomplish? What was he trying to prepare? What was he trying to get the people ready for? Why did he need to prove their hearts? Why does he need to prove your heart? Why does he need you to examine yourself? Amen. Judgment must begin first at the house of God. You see? You. Luke 21. The ways of God, amen. How does God resurrect? How does God lift us up? What does it mean when He's manifesting Himself in your life? Amen. What is another what is that next facet of Jesus Christ that He's trying to reveal to us? And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and the and upon the earth distress. Alright? That word distress is sun, a Sunake, a holding together a narrowing, a straits, distress and anguish to restrain. You see? And upon all the earth distress in a tight place. Are we in that right now? Yes. Okay, and then and then the word <clears throat> of nations with perplexity. So and there shall be signs in the head, and the sun and the moon and the stars and upon the earth. Distress of nations with perplexity, perplexity, a tight place. Perplex, perplexity is the word aporia, and it's a state of one who is in perplexity. He's in a quandary. quandary. He's without resources. He's in straits. He's left wanting. He's embarrassed. He's in doubt. Not to know. He doesn't know which way to turn. He's at a loss with oneself. He's in doubt. He doesn't know how to decide or what to do. He's perplexed to have no way out, to be at a loss mentally. Look at that. Wow. So Jesus said, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and the stars upon and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity. They're not going to know where to turn, in other words. Humanity. Because of all the tightness around us. All right. And so it says, uh, with perplexity the, the sea and the waves roaring you know when the sea and the waves are roaring it's not stable it's not calm right things are tough and tight man everything's turbulent all around you men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken amen all this demonic activity and everything's going on in the realm of the of the unseen that we can't see God is tearing it all down. God is shaking it all up. Had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Had he known the ways of God and the plan of God, he wouldn't have brought this kind of pressure. He wouldn't have, he, It wouldn't have happened. So it says, And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draws nigh. What are you seeing here, Lord? The redemption draws nigh. I've already been redeemed. Yes, but are you experiencing? And are you in the land of redemption? In other words, when God is exposing your life and revealed, He's taking you, taking us to another level of glory. Amen. He's He's bringing resurrection every time we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from strength to strength. 30, and hundred—the blade, the ear, the full corn. Every time we go from one level of glory to another level of glory, it's the law of resurrection, man. Amen. He's teaching us, amen, why he needs us to be in that place of holiness and sanctification unto him. Amen. Mm. Look up, your brother, my brothers and sisters, because your redemption draws nigh. Luke 21, 28. This is the hour of promotion, the hour of power to those that are humble before their God. Mm. I'm going to stop right there because if I, I'm not going to finish getting this outline the way I want to here. But the point is, is God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Amen. Because God is seeking to exalt us. Amen. He wants to raise us up and to bring us to that place of of opulence and prosperity. And so in 1 Peter 5, 4 through 10, all right, there's a scripture. There's a piece there. It says, let me find it here. Amen. Verse six, five, 6, Humble yourselves therefore unto the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. The word exalt here is the word hoopso, which means to raise you to the very summit of opulence and prosperity. All right. So the same verse in Acts 13, 17, the God of this people of Israel chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. With an high arm brought he them out of it. That's what he's doing and has done in our lives. He's brought us with a strong arm out of Egypt all this time, proving us to see whether we would keep the faith or no, to keep the words, to see whether we would keep his commandments or no. All right? So the word exalted here is the same word to raise to the very summit of opulence and prosperity. In other words, when they came out of Egypt, they weren't empty-handed. They had something to offer, glory to God. They had something to... To bring forth unto the Lord, amen, to be used for his glory. And so as he's he's exalting the body of Christ in this hour and promoting us, amen, be mindful that the scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. He's got to fulfill his word. He will not go back on fulfilling his word that he would establish the covenant in our lives. You understand? Man, all right, we'll have to do part two on that, or I'm going to have to pick it up another time here. Let's go ahead and get into the outline, glory to God, and uh, let me post that outline for y'all. Amen. I trust that everybody's hearing the, the voice of the Lord right now and what God is trying to do and what he's saying, amen. And he's very intent on getting us ready, but again, not in the state of mind where we think we have to carry all this baggage of Babylon. You see, all the tags and all the references of, of uh, you know, of, of all these status tags that we have and stuff in our lives, they don't mean nothing to the Lord, man. You see, it doesn't mean nothing that we're a doctor or that we're a lawyer or that we we are a, a bishop, apostle of this and apostle of that, and a, and a master of this and a master of that. That doesn't mean nothing to the Lord. It does not mean anything in the kingdom of God. Guess what? You're a brother and you're a sister in the eyes of the Father. Amen. That's it. You're his sons and you're his daughters. Now, I'm not saying you're not grace with graces. Amen. In our lives, right? Selections, and elections, callings, and so on. What I'm saying is none of that matters. And you see what happens when we put the tags on, our, on ourselves. We create a gap between the people, the laity and the clergy, the people and, and, and those who serve in the Lord all the time. And the scripture, Jesus said, I hate that, man. It's called the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, where you set yourselves above the people. I hate that, says the Lord. Mm. All right. So there's the, the outline right there. Now we going get started right here. So, so examining examining our, your faith. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. I'll cover as much as I can here. Examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not that, your know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be repro- reprobates. If you're a reprobate, that means that that you are <clears throat> not standing the test. You're not approved. You see, you're not walking in 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 in, in gaining victory every time you get tested. You're not passing the test. You keep getting an F, in other words. Because you're murmuring, and complaining, you're in doubt and unbelief. You're whining all the time. And you don't understand that God needs you to zip the lip, amen? Humble yourselves. As a child that is weaned of his mother's breast, my soul is even as a weaned child. That's Psalm 131. You see, there's a way of God, and God needs us to be quiet and be still and know that he is God. Amen? Examine yourselves. Examine is the word, periz perazzo, is to, to try whether a thing can be done, to test that is endeavored, scrutinize, enticed, and disciplined. In other words, you, we've got to pass the test, Amen. We've got to pass the examination, Amen, to see if we're of high quality or not. And then the word is to test, that is to attempt and experience, to trial. You see. In the faith, well, of course. we well, I read to you, faith, what it means to believe. It says, "In in the faith." The word "en" "in" is the word "en." "En" is a primary preposition denoting fixed position, in place, time, or state. Instrumentally, instrumental, instrumentality. That is a relation of test. You see, "in" is a fixed, fixed place. In other words. You've got to be fixed in your faith toward God. Stay in that place. Don't move off the word of God, amen, regardless of the circumstance. And so what if we die? If we live, we live in the Lord. If we die, we die unto the Lord. A son of God or daughter of God must not fear physically dying because guess what? If you die, you're going to be resurrected with him. Glory to God. Both now dying unto yourself And dying when you die in your physical body, right? And the scripture says, in the faith, right? Prove your own selves. Test and examine and scrutinize to see whether a thing is genuine. God needs to know that your heart is pure before him, amen? And that you're not involved in any kind of leaven. A little leaven leavens a whole lump. Leaven is sin. The scripture says, and let me go back to that one real quick. Amen. Mm. All right, let me read the scripture in Exodus. Exodus 13:3. And Moses said unto the people, Remember this day in which you came out from Egypt, out of the house of bondage, for by strength of hand the Lord brought you out from this place. There shall no leavened bread be eaten. You see, God is saying that you cannot have leaven or sin in your life. See, when, when if you're exalting yourself, if you're promoting yourself, if you're raising yourself up, guess what? God can't raise you up. He can't give you and bring you into the law of resurrection. You won't come into the experience of what God has for you because you're alive. You're full of sin and perversion. You don't understand the ways of God. Mm. Except you be reprobates, right? Those that haven't stood the past the test. Romans 1.17. Actually, hold on. 1 Corinthians 11.31. Let me read that one. 1 Corinthians 11.31. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Examine yourself, in other words. Amen. Romans 117. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. We live by faith. It's not just something that it's something that I believe. Yeah, I have faith. Faith in what? Faith in the word. Galatians 3, 13. Praise God. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, "Curses is everyone that hangs on a tree. All right. And verse 11 but that no man is justified by the law in, in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. In other words, because Christ has died for us, we live by faith now. We trust, we have confidence in God, in his word. To be alive is the word lives, to be alive and quickened. And it's derived from the word Zoe. In John 1, 4, in him was Zoe, life of God and the life of of God, the Zoe of God is the false or the light of comprehension, revelation, and understanding of man, amen. <clears throat> so we have a new, fresh, and lively out, outlook. He is the victorious. First Corinthians 15 57. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption. And this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Why? Because I don't fear death anymore. Therefore, death has no hold on me anymore. Therefore, I can't be threatened with death. And if I do get threatened, I'm going to die anyway, and I'm going to be with the Lord. You see? The victory is just dying. Lest the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. You want to bring much fruit unto the Father? You want to bring much fruit unto the glory of God? Amen. I will show you my faith by my works. My faith in trusting and believing in God is producing the work of God, Jesus said. If you don't believe believe me, believe the works. I am the work of God, in other words. I'm the product of God. And all I can do is produce fruit unto the Lord. <laughs> wow. He is the overcomer. First 4, 4, John 5, 4 and 5. He is the overcomer, amen? The one that's living by faith. <clears throat> 1 John 5, 4 and 5. For whatsoever is born, geneal germinated, comes from God in your spirit, in other words, overcometh the world, nekeos the cosmos. And this is the victory, the Nicael that overcomes the world. Amen. This is the victory that overcomes Nikeo, the cosmos, even our faith. Amen. Who is he that overcometh? Who is he that Nicael the cosmos? But he that believes, has confidence and trust and relies in, in Jesus Christ, that Jesus is the weos of God. <clears throat> That's the one who's going to conquer. And stay victorious in this walk of faith, Amen. In our progression in the Lord, from glory to glory, from faith to faith, and from strength to strength, Amen. So, generate from the Spirit metaphorically to in, in, to engender—that is, to cause to arise. He that is born to God, born of God, he engenders; he causes to arise of God, making Christ His Son. The law of resurrection, in other words, the seed is in itself. The seed of the word will produce after its kind, which is after God, Jesus Christ. He was the only begotten, the only begotten son of God. All right. And that word only begotten is the word monogene. He was the only generated gene of his kind. And all he does is produce the glory of God. He just, he produces Christ over and over and over. And your operations and the way you function, amen. Not clones, the way the devil produces clones. Mm. He is the triumphal one, 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now, thanks be unto God, which always, is co- always causes us to triumph. Triumph is the word uh, conquer, all right? Always causes us to triumph in Christ. And make it manifest, amen, the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. The savor is the word odor. The knowledge of God in every place. Because the scripture says that the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I might know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. We know how to move by the spirit and we know how to bring forth the words of life. Amen. Amen. All right second Corinthians 2:14 it says that and I got and I got it thank God in the Messiah in Christ God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade through us he brings knowledge of Christ. everywhere we go people breathe in the exquisite fragrance of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God glory to God. amen that the triumph of your faith being much more precious than gold amen first James 1 two through four. James chapter 1. My brethren, count it all joy when you, when you fall into diverse temptations knowing this. Knowing what? Knowing that the trying of your faith, the proving and the testing of your faith worketh consistency. Constancy is the word patience there. Fidel, faithfulness in other words. Reliability. Amen. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh Hupamane, but let who hupomene have her perfect work. Let it have its perfect work that ye may be perfect, mature, and entire. Entire is word complete, wanting nothing. In other words, coming behind in no spiritual gift, no spiritual charisma. Coming behind in nothing of the Lord. And not only that, because you've been faithful, he's able to bless you with carnals, in other words, monetarily. He's able to bless you with things that are necessary. Amen. To establish that kingdom of God. Establish the covenant. And you're not going to let it go to your head and think it's you. Mm. Walk by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We're not being motivated or influenced by what we're seeing, but we're walking by faith toward God what we're hearing in our spirit. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> not by sight amen not look looking not at the scene Second Corinthians 4 18 while we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal glory to God we can't see what the Lord is doing here but yet the scripture says uh talking about blessed is he who has not seen and believes and adheres to, relies on and is confident in the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of God. Amen. That's what God is looking for. The scene is temporary. It's going to change. Looking unto Jesus, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Looking unto Jesus, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Wherefore, seeing, about, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which does so easily beset us. In other words, takes you out of the race. And let us run with patience. Amen. Patience here is the word who pomine, faithfulness, reliability, and consistency, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The one who began the work in you is the same one that's going to complete the work. The complete work of God, the workmanship of Christ, in other words the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, in other words, endured the dying to himself, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Despising the shame of all those that criticize and ridicule you and belittle you and speak little, speak down to you. You see, despising all that, rejecting all that, thinking little of all that. Amen? Consider him, glory to God the word. Amen. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against themselves lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. The word minds is suke, the soul. You've got to understand that if you don't keep your heart, amen, before the Lord in right order, that is keep and maintain your soul, that you're going to give up and you're going to faint. Oh, who can do this? You see what I'm saying? You've got to keep an oversight of the soul, man. He's the one that's going to lead us into dangerous places if we don't Begin to humble ourselves and walk before the Lord in humility. Mm. Second Corinthians one twenty four. Stand by faith, Amen. Not that we have dominion over you, over your your faith, but are helpers of your joy. For by faith ye stand. You stand in the Lord, Amen. You stand in the presence of God. Because of the word of God that we've been ministering to you. As the scripture says, one, I I planted Apollos water. Somebody had to give it out there and then somebody takes it and begins to expound it on on all the avenues of it. So we might get the full measure of that bread that was given to us. Amen. That your face should stand. me is the word stand here. In other words, we need to maintain our position, our profile in the word of God and not let it go. Amen. The scripture says, <clears throat> continue, grounded and settled, not moved. Colossians one twenty three. And if you continue, mino, I think is the word there. Let me check here. No, epimino. Wow. So stay with it. Tarry with it. Epi is over. Mino is to remain. Stay with it. Don't give it up. In the faith, grounded. And settle, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, and which was preached to every creature that is under heaven, whereof I Paul am made a servant, a minister, man. Oh, man! First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight, man. I love this stuff, man. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. God is a rewarder. Amen. Of those who diligently seek him. He's going to pay us. Amen. That's what the scripture says. Hold fast. Grip it. Grip it or slip it. Don't let it slip out. In other words. Hebrews 10.23. let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised the word profession is the word homologia which it means to acknowledge or to speak the same as let us hold fast the profession the homologia of our faith to speaking is the same as the word of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised amen Hebrews 2 1 therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard lest at any time we should let them slip don't let the word glide by don't let it pass you by don't let it flow by your life grab it and take a hold of that word in your life apply it in your life amen make sense of it don't be the, you know don't just be an individual that's believing for a while look at luke 8 33 8 13 i'm sorry They on the rock are they which when they have heard receive the word with joy and these have no root in themselves for which for which, for a while believe and in time of temptation fall away. Don't let that word of God go, amen. No matter what's going on around you, praise God. Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth and having on the breastful of righteousness as it said there in Ephesians 6, 14. And again, examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. amen. Take a look at your life, amen. Check it against the word of God, amen. And if it's out of order with God's word, repent, amen. And keep seeking the Lord, amen. Keep understanding what his way is, man. Get involved in the word of God, amen. Don't be intimidated by those around you that are telling, what are you doing? Why are you so serious? Forget all that, man. Press on and know the Lord your God, amen. Hallelujah, Father. I thank you, Lord God, for this precious time. I thank you for the richness of your word, Father. I thank you for the law of resurrection, Glory of God, and how you're taking us out with a strong arm, amen, that you deliver us out of Egypt. And the purpose of God, amen, is to train us and teach us and prove us, amen, to see whether we're going to be able to manage and maintain properly as good stewards of the Lord, amen. I thank you, Lord God, for this tremendous opportunity, Father. I thank you for your precious words of life, Father. I thank you for those that have heard the word and have received it, glory to God. And I pray that it will bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold fruit in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God, for this time and this word. Amen. I love you, Father. And I give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord of God.